Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 73 of the PMC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, the man that's always piercing barriers, Ben Pierce, along with my co-host, the man allegedly known as the gentleman, although between you and, and I, that's, that's to be very disputed at this point in time. But Mr. Mr. Pierce, I'm afraid I have to take exception with that comment, sir. Okay. <laughs> well, um, unfortunately, Mr. Garrison, this is not your segment of the show because, indeed, this is a very special show because this is the birthday edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast because it is my 32nd birthday tomorrow. Do you even remember when you were 32? Uh, it was about 20-something years ago, 24 years ago. Uh, well, you're not that old, for fuck's sake. But. No, uh, I can't, I don't know, I suck at that. What are you giving back for? What's the matter with you? I finished school in 2004, thank you very much. Well, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, Elio has definitely uh, spiked his insurer with some whiskey because he's 46 and yet he thinks he was 32, 24 years ago. What the hell is going on? But anyway, uh, we we digress on this intro because we are having fun, but we we do have a very good show for you. We have um, the... The NXT In Your House predictions for tomorrow night's show. That is an excellent birthday present for me. I am very excited about that, so we have that coverage for you. And then we also have our usual um, weekly uh, TV coverage, which by and large, it completely sucked. But we will uh, we will get you through that in an entertaining fashion. Yep. And then thank you for your one. I have a question yeah. for you. You yeah. got you your birthday present tomorrow within your house. Did it, did did you watch uh, WWE Roadblock twenty sixteen? Yes. That was on. Okay, what you think of that show? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. What kind of birthday gift was that on March twelfth, twenty sixteen? That was just not the best. Huh. You know what? In all seriousness, some of the uh, some of the coolest moments in uh, WWE history have happened on uh, June seventh. There's actually several to choose from, and I bet I know what one of them is. Go ahead. The re- the reveal of the higher power in the WWF. Absolutely, that's one of them. And then uh, that was 1999. Yep. And then uh, in uh, 2010, the, the Nexus debuted. And oh, was that on uh, June was... 7? What was that? June 7, 2010. Yes. I went back and watched that. I remember when they tore tore the ring up at the end. Oh, oh that was, was so that was so much fun. And then, every, um, everyone was trying to figure out what's going on. These people are tearing up the ring and like. Feeling all this chaos. Yeah, exactly. So, and then um, June seventh of two thousand two was when uh, was when Triple H revealed himself as uh, Shawn Michaels' attacker. Okay. Yep, I remember that as well. <coughs> so, 
some awesome moments, and we will add another one to the list tomorrow. But enough about me and my good looks and my birthday. Let's move on to the show. Yes, we've had enough of your vanity on this show, Mr. Pierce McCoy. It's time to move on to some wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who he's impersonating, I feel bad for you. I don't know what you're doing with your life. That that is the legendary Mr. Garrison from South Park. Uh, Our younger listeners, you definitely need to educate yourself. And uh, but. Don't tell your parents you're watching South Park. They'll never let you watch it again. <laughs> but, uh, but, but do enjoy yourself on that one because it's it's a absolutely epic show. All right, so uh, we should be getting into uh, the week that was in in WWE because that's really all there is aside from AEW. <laughs> absolutely. All right, well, so un- 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 unfortunately. For the vast majority of wrestling fans, yeah. for fuck's sake. All but right. anyway, on to Monday Night Raw review. Take it away, sir. Performance Center, and I don't know about you, uh, Elio, but you know, part of me is is very happy that WWE finally took the hint from AEW and um, added the NXT um, trainees to the audience. But another part of me really really hates it because it just sounds so forced and so rehearsed. Where, 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 where the AEW audience, the guy, the guys, uh, sound natural. Yeah, I mean, at least in my book, there's no comparison between between the shows. I think I think AEW has the the vastly better product, at least during this uh, quarantine period, for sure. Uh, so anyway, uh, Raw kicks off. We immediately get uh, Seth Rollins in the ring with his uh, new ministry consisting of Austin Theory and the original disciple Murphy. He is, um, he is hyping uh, the retirement ceremony for Rey Mysterio. Of course, anytime they, they hype up a retirement ceremony, uh, in WWE, that does not happen. Just ask Mark Henry. So you knew something was coming. Um, but you know, I uh, as mu- as much as I hated Seth Rollins uh, during his uh, run as WWE champion, and then uh, you know just the debacle that was Hell in a Cell uh, last year. I have to tell you, I'm really enjoying the. Uh, the heel run that Rollins is currently on. I think that this just worked for him. And, um, you know, the, the cult leader aspect of it 
is is very interesting. So I'm in, I'm enjoying that, and uh, and I just, we get, I, I just had a thought. <clears throat> what's that? Now, this, this I'm sure this is going to go on for a while with uh, Seth Rollins uh, ministry or Money and Messiah stuff, right? Yeah. Imagine if they bring in if they when she makes her return, Becky Lynch, if they bring her in as the first uh, female disciple of the Money Messiah cult. Well, it, well, I mean, it would definitely be interesting. I don't know if I, I don't know if I see that happening because it's such a departure from what her character is. No, so they, it was just a like that idea just popped into my head. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, but then again, you know, it'll it'll be interesting to see if they um, if they change her character when she does come back because it's such a it's such a long layoff with the with the pregnancy and recovery and everything. And, 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 they, and they, they've been freaking uh, teasing that whole Sister Abigail character forever, and, and we never got anything except freaking Bray Wyatt dressed up. Yeah, or the or the um, or the Sister Abigail puppet, but and then then, Abby the witch. Then they, yeah, <laughs> then again, you know they, they've dropped the ball on Bray Wyatt so many times. It's like the, it's irreparable at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get we'll get into that uh, even further on uh, the SmackDown portion of the show because I have a I have a point I'd like to bring up. But moving uh, on, sir, go on. So that was the opening segment, which leads us to uh, a match with uh, Seth Rollins against Aleister Black. I have to tell you, Aleister Black is one of my favorite aspects of of Monday Night Raw. I just absolutely love him. Uh, And uh, I was actually, I was floored that um, Black got the win here, especially with with Murphy and um, Theory at ringside. I I thought there would be some some buffoonery at ringside because there always is but it was, it, was a, it was a nice change of pace okay. uh, next up next up we had um, the at the post-match beatdown and I'm, I'm just going I'm just I'm going over this this segment because to me it was um, it was a highlight of the show but um, but then for the rest of it we'll just we'll just just do the regular uh, highlight low light thing. Um, so, and so anyway, the, the, we get the we get the beat down started, and um, and it outcomes outcomes Humberto Carrillo. Now, now for me, I don't need I don't need Humberto Carrillo in this storyline. I mean, it makes sense because. You know he's he's taking up for Rey Mysterio, but it, I don't know what it is. For me, uh, Carrillo is just damaged good at, goods at this point because of how poorly he's been booked. So consequently, I just couldn't give any less of a shit um, when he's on my television screen, and that and that's not necessarily his fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but I, 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 
overall, I, I enjoyed this segment, and um, I'm, I'm, gl I'm glad to see that Seth Rollins is finding his stride as his character, because cer certainly he, he needs this after the disastrous year that he had in 2019. Uh, hour, hour two, um, I, I'll tell you what, hour two just drags on like nobody's business. It's, it's just a, it's just a walking low light. Highlighted, I, I'll have you know, by, uh, or I should say low lighted, Billy Kay versus Nikki Cross. Holy Wait shit. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, never mind. Billy Kay. No, no, because I, I was thinking of, because uh, I was seeing Billy Kay likes to bliss with SmackDown. Go on. No, no, we'll get we'll get to that. We got I a double love Billy Kay. Oh, oh, she, oh, she's oh, she was on my top five for greatest wrestlers of all time, along with Jessica Kane, Cassie McIntosh. Okay, and uh, uh, if, <laughs> if you keep talking, I'm gonna fucking mute your ass. <laughs> okay, go go on. It's, it's just terrible. She. She can't wrestle her way out of a paper bag. I, you know, I'm not insulting her personally, but it's just I, I, I don't get the fascination with Raw pushing pushing women that cannot wrestle. It's disgusting. But, but they are pretty entertaining on TikTok. Well, I, I gotta tell, I gotta tell you, if TikTok is the highlight of the women's division, we got, we got a fucking problem. <laughs> Speak, speaking of a fucking problem, uh, I, I have to add a uh, a second low light to the show. This took place in hour three. Kyrie Zane versus Nia Jax. Well, okay, uh, go on because I wanna. I have a question. Okay, so oh, I yeah, so I saw the uh, the picture of the of the gash in uh, Kyrie's Zane's head. Did they show it on Raw? No, because it was heavily, I mean, heavily edited, and it should be because my God, it was graphic. Holy shit! Uh, you know, it, 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 it's gotten to the point where, you know, Nia Jax is just like a running joke in terms of her wrestling capability or its severe lack thereof, I should say. She, you know, and I I was willing to give her the give her the benefit of the doubt last week because I hadn't seen the clip. So yeah, it's gotten to a point where I just find Nia Jax completely ridiculous, um, and and the fact is that if she's going to continue to to hurt people with with her with her negligence in the ring, and at this point, I'm perfectly comfortable in calling it negligence because you know she just has an established uh, track record. And you know, I, I was I was willing to give her a pass, as you'll recall, on uh, last week's um, show, because I hadn't I hadn't seen a clip of 
Kyrie's in getting thrown into the steps, and I I had heard that maybe she tripped or something, or like over oversold it, and that result resulted in the injury. I have to say that that's complete bullshit. After saying, it. I mean, she got she got thrown in there like you know, just full force, no protection whatsoever, and as I said. The gash in her head was just absolutely ghastly. Uh, you know, so, so it's just, I have no more patience in my body for, for Nia Jax. The fact that she still has a job is a fucking miracle. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a fucking joke at this point in time. I have a question. Yeah. What is it with Nia Jax always like uh, having to like uh, make like some sort of remarks on the microphone? Like this time, this week, there she was uh, making fun of uh, Oscar and like the Japanese language. Well, well, and that that part is a character thing. So yeah, I I, 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 don't, I don't, so I don't like it, but it, I mean it's it, it's. That's not coming from her directly, but what is coming from her directly? No, I think it's terrible that they like have to do that stuff, though. Yeah, and I agree, but I but I'm I'm vastly more concerned with her her hazardous wrestling because I mean it's 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 like she's she's racking up a uh, a hit list of women that she's injured at this point, so. It's it's just I don't I don't understand why WWE continues to employ her because I don't know if I've ever seen a wrestler with this kind of track record for injuring opponents on such a consistent basis. Do you think they're telling her to like uh, be this way like by like and then but she just like hurts uh, her opponents but, like they're telling her to be like wrestle the way she does. Well, well, I can't imagine that they're telling her to do that because it 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 is so clearly hazardous. So you know, but but logic would dictate that that people would have had to talk to her. I mean, okay. so so I don't know, I don't know what what it is. But because um, because I mean, I'm wondering if like they're telling her like, oh, you're this big monster, like go out there and like wrestle like your giants. Well, and I'm, I'm sure that's part of it, but I'm, I mean, there's a difference between coming off like a giant and actually hurting people. I mean, I saw yeah. I saw a report uh, online that that said uh, that Dave Meltzer had gotten a, a text from a from a uh, anonymous wrestler who said that Nia Jax should be fired, and and as I've stated. Um, I completely agree at this point because the, uh, the the evidence against her is staggering. So just by default, um, that would have to be a low point in my analysis. Um, although, although I, I raw was slightly um, better, I guess, but the the ratings are just in in like in a, in an eternal downfall. And the the quality of the show is just it's fucking horrendous. Mm-hmm. 
to me, I mean, to me, outside of um, outside of a couple of things, and, and for for me, the the best part of the show was um, was uh, Ray and Dominic's pr- promo on Seth Rollins, especially Dominic's involvement. Did they do a about him possibly joining Seth? And I actually think that that would be that would be a fantastic idea because it's just it's a it's an extra layer of like manipul manipulative uh, control and I because we all know what a family man Ray is so to me it just it makes sense to put uh, Dominic in there and have have him under the mind control of Seth Rollins as the Messiah. I think, I think that would be a fantastic idea. And, um, and judging from, judging from the promo this week, I would guess that that's where they're going with it. Um, because they're kind of going with the eye for an eye portion of, of things. And, you know, kind of like the biblical reference. Okay. Now, now I don't know if you noticed this, but I certainly did. Uh, when they were doing the eye for an eye thing, I immediately thought of AEW and John Moxley and uh, and Santana because that's what they were doing in AEW. So I don't know if that's just a coincidence. Or what? But I, I just I found that interesting. So, um, so what what were your high and low points of Monday Night Raw? So let's see. Um, well, my low point was definitely that night of Jags. Well, at this point, that goes without saying. Yeah. Uh, my high point has to be the um, the Seth Rollins promo. Okay. Very good. And. Uh, and let's move on to uh, our uh, NXT review. So NXT, let me pull up the results here. So NXT this week. Uh, okay, my high point has is the opening match. Mia Yim and Candice LeRae. Yeah, uh, you know, any anytime, anytime those two are in a ring, uh, you know, it, Individually or collectively, it's it's a show, and I, I have to tell you, I I absolutely love this new incarnation of Johnny Gargano and Candice Slurray. I I think it's just fantastic. You know, as the as it's better the, than Keith Lee. I'll say that because the whole Keith Lee uh, me I'm thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, mean I, I get it. They're the super couple, but like Keith Lee's promos are just. Oh. Yeah, well, um, you know, I 
that's definitely a weak point in his game for sure. Yeah. Um, although, although, you know, to be fair, I am a massive uh, Keith Lee fan. So hopefully with time, uh, that will come. I like and, Keith Lee. I just don't like, like how his promos have been, especially that uh, one from last week where they were like, uh, I don't know, I guess they were like having dinner and they ordered pizza or something from Gargano's. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, I did. Oh, I didn't see that. But uh, yeah, go back if you, if you get a chance to go back and watch it. They order pizza from Gargano's or whatever. I, I oh just, yeah, because because uh, Johnny Gargano's father owns that pizza shop. So, but whatever. just it, it was like really weird the way the promo was done. They made like this uh, oint pig sound effect. And like all of a sudden they went black to black and white, and uh, for some reason they they were like caught in like me and Mr. was first. She was caught in a trance where they were like cutting promo on Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Then it was Keith Lee's turn. It was just weird. I just like, go back and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, and then. Did you have a? Did you have a? Um, any other low points? My low, I, my low point. <laughs> and I told you, I still don't get it. Anytime I see Cameron Grimes, I just can't. <laughs> yeah, he he needs to wear a shirt. I, I I don't know what it is, but but anyway, I um I have a I have a low point, and I might just fair warning, I might go on a rant here. Wait, did you watch NXT? But uh, well, no, but I, but I saw the ending with. Um, oh, Drake Maverick. Okay. Go okay, on. and I have I have to go on a rant because this was one of the most egregiously asinine things that WWE has ever done. What? PNC exclusive. This was so bad that it was egregious. <laughs> but no, no, no. I, I, I mean this in all seriousness because... Yeah, go, go ahead. No, it's, uh, go ahead. Because Drake Maverick was released from the company as part of the... as part of Black Wednesday. Alright? And then he, he... Everybody knows by now about that very emotional video that he... That he released, and, and he had tears in his eyes about getting released from his dream job with WWE. And then, you know, that whole situation went viral, and WWE decided to use it as a storyline, which I fucking hate. Because the entire tournament, which is supposed to be focused on crowning a new a new interim uh, cruiserweight championship uh, uh, champion since Jordan Devlin can't defend it because he's stuck overseas because of the COVID-19 restrictions. So it's, so it's supposed to be focused on crowning a new champion, but yet it becomes about this redemption story for Drake Maverick and trying to prove that he that he belongs on the WWE roster. Okay, let me explain to you how much I despise this whole thing because this Cruiserweight Championship tournament had the 
had the potential to be one of the coolest things that they've done in a really long time, and it became and it became just just a complete shit show of two three minute matches for the entire tournament, and then you you don't even have you don't even have Drake Maverick win the, the thing, so. What's supposed to be a big moment for Phantasma gets completely overshadowed. Uh, you know, so you don't even focus on the crowning of a new champion, which completely devalues and destroys the tournament uh, in and of itself. But then, you know, you have Drake Maverick lose, and he still gets rewarded with a new contract because you want the happy ending story. Uh, excuse me, and, and before before I move before I move forward, let me just say that on a on a human level and a, and a, and a non storyline level, I'm I'm happy for Drake Maverick. I I, I really am. Um, but but let me let me be honest with you. The the, the second that WWE turned this into a storyline. Is the, is the second I stopped giving one single solitary fuck about this cruiserweight championship tournament. It became a running fucking joke. I, you know, the fact that, that WWE takes anything real and emotional and just prostitutes it on their fucking television is just fucking disgusting. It 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 really it really is you know because because you know this COVID nineteen has really destroyed a lot of people's lives and a lot of people's industries and you know and a lot of a lot of these people are going to have a, a long road back you know so th then you know whether whether you agree with it or not. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not, st and I disagree with it because I don't think WWE absolutely had to, had to release people when they did. But from a strictly business perspective, I understood it, right? But you're so Drake Maverick is one of the is one of the victims of the, of this whole scenario, you know. And I'm I'm sure he was terrified, and you know you saw that in in this video. And yet, WWE ends up exploiting real-life emotion for the benefit of a fucking storyline, which was a, which was a piece of shit anyway, because he he didn't even win the thing. It's one thing if he wins and and gets a contract. I would have I would have had a problem with it regardless, uh, because 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 of it taking place during this COVID business. Um, but you know the fact that he lost and still gets a contract and everything's happy, happy, joy, joy, and then you know, and then your your championship takes a back fucking seat. You know, I, what the fuck are these people doing? You know, they they take real emotion and they prostitute it for benefit. I mean, what the fuck? That that, that is so disgusting. On on a on a variety of levels, not 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 to mention if you just if you just strictly think about it in terms of of playing with somebody's 
with somebody's life during a quarantine. So it's just, and can you imagine what all those, you know, almost almost 100 people sitting at home think are thinking while watching this? I mean, you know, nothing against Drake Maverick, because as I said, I'm legitimately happy for them. But can you imagine what, what all the other people released or, or, are sitting at home thinking? I mean, legitimately, Elio, what the fuck makes Drake Maverick so fucking special that he gets this redemption storyline mm-hmm. and yet no one else does? I mean, you know, what the fuck? It's one of the most d- disgustingly, you know, uh, you know, political political statements I've ever seen in WWE, and that's saying something. But, but it's just disgusting. What, 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 do you, what do you think of this? What do you think of this whole um, scenario? It was just, and it was just another way for Triple H to get over, make himself look like a good guy. Yeah, well, it backfired. Because well, let me was, tell you something. Let me tell you something. It didn't fucking work. It was. Uh, it, it was just. Uh, I didn't like it. No, I didn't like it at all. And I know I'm setting the world record for F-bombs on this podcast, and I apologize. But then, when, I, when, I, when I saw that, it was just like, I, I was speechless. And, you know, can you imagine how Phantasma must feel like this was supposed to be his breakout moment on the roster? Mm-hmm. And he was just completely cast aside. Uh, what? I mean, what the hell's going on? But anyway, uh, let's move on to something that that, that makes me uh, less angry, and that is uh, AEW Dynamite. Well, before uh, we do, we'll uh, go into commercial. We'll be back with uh, that review. Okay, cool. Cause I'm TNT. I'm Dynamite. Back with um, our review of AEW this week. Ben, what you think of the show this week? I, I, I honestly wasn't a fan of it. Uh, okay. To me, to me, this was one of their weaker shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be an unpopular opinion, but uh, but that's just how I feel about it. Um, the, uh, the the highlight of of the show for me was uh, the uh, hold on let me let me get the thing my computer's acting weird uh, but the the hi- the highlight of, of it for me was um, I'm just waiting for my computer okay yeah I'm sorry the highlight for me was uh. Chris Jericho uh, versus uh, versus Colt Cabana with all the you know people on the outside. I, anything Chris Jericho uh, is is very um, 
very entertaining to me. And, and this match was uh, was was quite good, I thought. Um, Cabana got a lot more offense in than I would have anticipated. Um, you know, uh, despite the fact that I've been a, a wrestling fan for as long as I have and, and how long Cabana's been around, I really haven't seen him too much from an in-ring perspective. Uh, so I, I can't, I, you know, I can't judge his, his ability from one match, but I was I was quite surprised that he got in as much as he did. You should watch uh, some of his uh, MJPW stuff. His New Japan. I should. Um, and then, uh, then of course, uh, Orange Cassidy gets involved after the match, and his whole. Uh, his whole <laughs> I know, right? His whole interaction with Jericho, where he literally physically puts Jericho's hands in, in his. Uh, in his pockets mm-hmm. or in, in Jericho's belt. Um, yep. it's, it's, it was just absolutely hilarious. Uh, the low light, I, I have to say, which, which is always going to be the case, uh, is, a, is a Nyla Rose match. I, I just, I don't get it with her. I really don't. Uh, but one of the one of the highlights for for me was after the match, because Britt Baker came out in this, in this like jacked up adaptive Rolls Royce where she's got the wheelchair on the back and she's giving Big Slow all this shit. I thought that was hilarious. Okay, uh, I I don't even uh, have to um, I don't have to have to go over everything because you just. Uh, you just said the same highlights and the lights that I had, right? And then, and then there was there was one more thing I'd, I'd like to say. And this isn't necessarily a highlight or a low light, okay. but um, you know the the match with Jungle Boy and Cody Rhodes, which which main evented the show. You know, this was not a bad match, but I I really did have a problem with the, with the after match stuff where like. They're raising each other's hands, and the pyro went off. Like okay. th- this match wasn't that big of a deal, and it, to me, it just it. Re- I mean, it was a very good match. I mean, I don't think any any match with Cody Rose could possibly be bad. Uh, hold, on, at- hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. What about the blood? Well, I'm 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 getting to that. Oops, well, and, my uh, bad. Going <laughs> on. Well, so so the post-match stuff where they're like kissing each other's asses and raising each other's hands and the pyro goes off, that was a little self-serving and over the top for me personally. Um, but but before that, like the the blood, you know, I mean, I'm not I'm not squeamish, but I was I was like a little surprised by that because to me to to me that was reminding me of, like, Eddie Guerrero at Judgment Day 2004. Uh, That was, uh, you know, I don't don't need to see that for the sake of seeing it. There has to be a purpose. Okay. And, um, you know, unless it was just a legit cut or something, you know, but if they did that on purpose, um, I, I, I failed to see... Uh, what that purpose was, but 
Yeah, the the, the after match stuff was a little was a little bit of an eye roll for me, uh, and um, I'll tell you what this this site is being remarkably generous with with its rating of a six point eight. Oh, wow. I. I would I would have given this show a five. It it just wasn't. It, I mean, yeah. it wasn't horrible, but it just wasn't my uh, cup of tea. Um, okay. So that that's that's my thought. What um what do you, what do you think of the show, and what would you rank it out of ten? No, I'm gonna go with a five because this was not a good show. It was there was a lot of bad on this. Yeah, yeah, and um. You know, so hopefully they can uh, they can do better next week, and um, you know. All right, Ben. That's uh, AEW. What do you say we get into SmackDown, and then we have to we have to run down our predictions for In Your House Takeover. Absolutely, which which is the part of the show that I'm looking forward to the most. So. Uh, I'm sure you are, Mr. Pierce. I'm sure you're looking forward to that okay. part, Mr. Pierce. Okay. Okay. Yes, uh, I am. All right, Mr. Canella. Back to you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> exactly. I'll do a review of some back there. Are you ready? show up until the very end i thought it was fucking terrible oh man um. you know i can't take smackdown seriously i can't take raw seriously oh hold up before we go on i have to defend i come off like so negative all the time when it comes to yeah i have to defend myself uh from last week because I got yelled at for not ever seeing Fast at the Richmond High. You there? I'm here. Uh, okay, yeah, you cut out for a sec. I have to defend myself for, because I yelled at for not ever seeing Fast at the Richmond High. So here's, uh, my, here's my defense. When I was growing up, I spent more time in the hospital than I did at home. Yeah, well, that's understandable. However, I did download the movie last week, so it's on my computer right now. Aha! Uh-huh. Well, you, there's there's one part that you will uh, <laughs> that you will specifically enjoy. <laughs> All right, um, Otis versus King Corbin. Uh-huh. Oh. No, just be a deer and pour me a shot of bleach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where, where, where's that little uh, measuring cup? Fuck Baron Corbin. I, I don't care. Then next day we had my favorite, two of my favorites, Lacey Evans and Sonny Deville. 
Well, Sonia Deville, yes. Lacey Evans, no, but continue. Sonia Deville's yummy. Uh, I'm well, just saying. I know lesbian. this. She's a lesbian, so you have no shot. <laughs> uh, neither do you, but I'm just saying. I can still say that. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. So I'm, Although I, the Lacey Evans is yummy, too. Yeah, but, but I, I'm... I'm not down with Lacey Evans' character. It's just weird. Although my 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 my, my dad kills me because he always says he doesn't like uh, wrestling. He doesn't like watching wrestling. Uh-huh. Yet the other week, I'm sitting in the family room on my iPad, and they're in the in, no. I'm sitting in the they're in the family room watching TV. My dad's watching TV. Oh, here's Lacey Evans' theme music, entrance theme. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you don't like wrestling, do you? Don't you? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, but you like the Lacey Evans, don't you? Well, well <laughs> really, really, if we're being fair, who can blame him for that? This is true. I'm saying he always laughs because he says, I don't like wrestling, I don't like wrestling. Yeah, but you like watching Lacey Evans. Uh, well, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> To, to your point, I agree with you about Sonny and DeVille. And then we have uh, Drew Gulak defeating AJ Styles and the Shorty Day, as I'm going to refer to them, because... Oh, fuck uh, off. <laughs> what? Shorty Day. <laughs> because I'm just... I have to. I just... I can't, I, I can't, I can't. Anything with the new day and shorty G, I'm just done. Nah, I agree. But, and it's, it, this is terrible. That they lost to Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Mojo Raleigh, I don't care, but to lose, to, to make Cesaro and Shinsuke lose, that's disgusting. Yes, it is. And it will always be. And in the main event, we have new tag team champions, Sasha Banks and Bailey defeating Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. See, and this was this was the only redeeming quality of this show because as I said earlier, you know, I can I could not care less about the women's tag team championships. They are worth less than the than the pimple that on the ass of life. Oh, oh, to, to oh! To tell you the truth. Oh, are you are you taking my my lines? Because uh, I, I, I I always tell people not to be a P A O T S, which stands for a pimple on the ass of society. Yes. Well, I well this um the tag team titles uh, on the women's side definitely represent that for. The wrestling industry because my god however um i do think that this adds a uh, interesting layer for the eventual matchup that i want to see between sasha banks and bailey because to me sasha banks and bailey are the only thing interesting in the women's division outside of outside of sonia deville now so um i definitely want to see them uh, eventually uh, come to blows I'm looking forward to that. But, uh, you know, other than that, you know, SmackDown is such an eyesore for me. I just can't take it seriously. 
Okay. But, uh, well, let's get to the fun part of the show. All right, and, man. Um, that, that's a review of SmackDown. And um, now we're going to look at In Your House Takeover, which takes place tomorrow night. Yes. A perfect way to end my birthday tomorrow. All right. So let's see what we have here. In the first match, we have Tommaso Ciampa versus... Actually, should we go top to bottom or bottom to top? Bottom to top. All right. So in the first match, we have Mia Yim, Shossi Blackheart, and Tegan Knox versus Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. So I don't see Team LeRae losing at all. So I'd have to go with Team LeRae. Okay, I'm going with uh, Candice LeRae, with Team LeRae as well. All right, in the next one we have Heath Lee versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, I'm going to say Gargano. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Keith Lee. <laughs> okay. All right, next we have Adam Cole defending the championship against Velveteen Dream in the last chance backlot brawl, where if Dream loses, he can no longer challenge for the NXT championship while Cole is still the champion. I'm, I'm going to go with Adam Cole because I don't think Velveteen's ready yet. Oh, okay. So the the only the only scenario in which I could see um, Velveteen Dream winning is if they're planning on calling Adam Cole up to the main roster, because realistically there's nothing left for him to do as NXT champion. It's just for me personally, I I can't see Velveteen winning the winning the title as of yet. So okay. I would, I would have to say Adam Cole would be my prediction with with that potential caveat I just mentioned. All right, then we have Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. To to me, this is a no brainer. You got to give it to Finn Balor. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, Finn Balor on this one. Uh, cool. For the NXT Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair defending against Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Well, okay, here's here's the thing. So I have a I have a nasty suspicion that it's going to be Charlotte Flair. Uh oh. Okay. Like, much as much as I hate that, that's just where I think they're going to go. Sure. But my my heart wants Rhea Ripley okay. because she should have never lost it again with. So, it would be amazing if it was Rhea Ripley. I just don't see that, given how they're pushing Charlotte Flair. So, my official prediction would have to be Charlotte Flair, and my heart's prediction wants it to be Rhea Ripley. Okay, I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair. I don't see her losing it just yet. Then we have... Tommaso Ciampa versus Karrion Cross, and I don't think we have to uh, really need to guess who's going to win here. Yeah, I mean, Karrion Cross can't lose this, not with the way he's been being built up. Yep. 
and and rightfully so because that that guy has money written all over him. I constantly say this, and somehow WWE manages to fuck these people up. I think the last time I said that was with Shayna Baszler. You know, they can't possibly fuck her up, and they and they did. Yeah. Which which makes me want to bash my head through a, a plain glass window. Oh no. Um, but um, but Karrion Kerry, Cross has world champion written all over him, so um, you know it has to be Karrion Cross. Okay, now I found a fantasy lineup on um, Instagram. So let's take a look at these matches. If this was an actual in-your-house pay-per-view. Yeah. In the first match, we have Johnny Gargano versus Shawn Michaels. Oh, my God. Talk about a dream match. Um, and that's one of the most overused cliches in wrestling, but that's definitely one of them. I would have to go with Shawn Michaels. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Gargano on this one. Okay. Then we have Bret Hart versus Adam Cole. Uh, um, yeah, that's, a, that's a tough one for me. Uh, Adam Cole. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go with Adam Cole as well. In the next one, we have Rhea Ripley versus China. Oh my God! Uh, oh, I'm Rhea gonna, Ripley. Yeah, Come on, Rhea there, Ripley. There, there, there's what? Yeah. I mean, you know, no disrespect to China, but she was more of an attraction. She never yeah. struck me as a good wrestler. Then we have the Bruiser Weight with the Bruiser Weights versus Diesel and Razor Ramon. I'm going with Diesel and Razor Ramon. Um, yeah, I think I think you have to at that point. And the last match I have here, Damien Priest versus The Undertaker. Oh, God. See, they, they just lost all credibility right there. Oh. Undertaker. Yep, Undertaker. Without question. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we should, we should, um, we should play a snippet of uh, his new Metallica theme song at, at the beginning of this show, just out of protest for for that uh, for that match being made. Well, I mean, what the hell is that? New Metallica. What what, what is it? Is there a new one? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I'll look it up and send it to you. It was um, it was Undertaker's theme song at WrestleMania. Wait, um, remember the memory still remains. I'm not sure if that was what it was called. Let me. Because if uh, it's the memory that still remains, that's not new. That's old. No, I I don't think it is. So hold on one, one second while we're uh, while we're talking about it, I will. Uh, Look it up. So all right. Uh, so while we're doing that, I'm gonna take over the airwaves, Mr. Elio. Oh god. Now Ben, what do you what are your plans for tomorrow, sir? 
Well, let's see. I'm uh, I'm doing I'm doing crabs, and uh, I have I have a friend coming over, and um, and then there's cake involved as well. So. Ooh, chocolate. Uh, no, it's um, it's like a devil's food cake. It's like. Oh, come uh, on, why, 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 you know what? You need to get chocolate and cookie. Well, I, I, I like, I, I like vanilla icing with the chocolate. So, excuse me. Yes. It, uh, and to answer your question, Mr. Garrison, it is, um, it is the memory still remains. So okay, you're right. that's, that's, an, old, that's an older song because I have that one. Yeah. Very good. All right. So, Ben, what do you think? What do you say we bring this week's show to a close? Absolutely. So yeah, I have to I have to get some sleep to prepare myself for tomorrow's festivities. All right, I'll meet Mr. Canal and can I take over, sir? Okay, Mr. Garrison, sure. All right, Mr. Ben, you have a happy birthday tomorrow. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Okay. Happy birthday, Mr. Benjamin. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. That just made my evening. You're, so, you're such a nerd, but that was so hilarious. So thank you very much. Um, and, uh, you know, thanks for doing the show with me tonight. And uh, have fun with the, with the pay-per-view tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, because it, it being NXT, this should be a really good one. So uh, with that being said... I'm the man that's always piercing various Ben Pierce. He's the gentleman known as Elio Canella, and we will see you next time right back here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Have a great night. Okay.